When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast presented by our friends at Justice Dental where you can call them today, 859-543-0700 to schedule your appointment at either one of their convenient Lexington locations. Justice Dental, the one-stop shop for all your dental needs. I'm Nick Rouse, joined by Drew Franklin, Freddie Maggard, and Adam Luckett for tonight. We are going to be getting into the Tennessee game. Might do a little venting and um, yeah, yeah. It um it stinks. It stinks being here in the middle of a three game losing streak, but I don't want to start with a negative. I want to start with a positive. Um because our quarterback, now Drew's quarterback, full time quarterback, Will Levis, just stroke of genius in his NFL debut. So much so that many people are saying, um actually many people are already booking their trips to Canton for his Hall of Fame induction. I, I can't wait. Truly a remarkable start in Nashville. I predicted last week that he would actually get murdered. Um, He did not get murdered. He did quite the opposite. And I thought it was a near perfect game by Will Levis. So it didn't didn't fix what happened Saturday that we will address. But Sunday did bring an unexpected smile to at least my face and a lot of Kentucky fans who kept up with that too. A very unexpected debut by Levis. Incredible. I mean, it was as good as it could have possibly been. There there was no... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. he did everything right everything yeah. that i could see even the the i know you mentioned on radio but when i saw him take the sack to make them burn the timeout, i was like why he's he's not just like ripping it and being awesome he's even being the smartest football player ever earlier in the game he was getting pulled down and he, he threw it and hit derrick henry in the foot to avoid getting grounding and getting a sack he hit on all he had one throw that was incredible that didn't get caught off of back foot I mean, four touchdowns and all the stats going around that Tannehill had two all season going into that. But who had Levis getting four touchdowns? Not me. Certainly not me. And he wasn't didn't have a bum foot. wasn't playing on a bum foot anymore. So that was it was like, oh yeah, he can move around. He can't do some <laughs> he can't do some stuff. He wasn't playing at you know whatever sixty percent or whatever he was at last year. He also two had tush guys. pushes. Oh, Double tush two. push. Two for two on the tush push. They might have one in Nashville. Kind of cool too when he's got guys running free open and he can just like let them run underneath it too. It's kind of nice when they're not like all covered up downfield. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I didn't even know you could be excited about the Titans. I didn't know that feeling existed, but it's, uh, it was a nice, nice way. You know, the, the meme where you put the mask over your crying face when you're, you know, on the back of it, the eyes were bleeding. That was me on Sunday. Still football pain, but that covered it up for 24 hours. Is there any what, – what's the ceiling is the roof here, Drew? Like, how, how are expectations now for Will Levis? I'm, I mean, I was teasing, but, like, realistically, I mean, can he, can he get your Titans into the playoffs this year? Uh, Jacksonville's pretty hot. I mean, it is the worst division in football. The problem is I thought we were all in on the rebuild. So now it's like, are we back or are we rebuilding? Or are we just going to finish in the middle of the pack? I don't – I either want to tank and uh, link him up with Marvin Harrison Jr. for the next decade, or I want to win the division, not in between. But I, unfortunately, I think they're just going to kind of win a few more games and do the in between. Well, and it's almost like the the best thing that could happen is if they just let Tannehill suck and, and tank the year. It's like, all right, we'll keep you for next year, Will. Just go ahead and suck it up, uh, Tannehill. He'll be uh, a Minnesota Viking by tomorrow. Is that uh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> With the Jets, he's got to go somewhere. It's clear that he's taken his last snap. I saw someone tweet out Jameis Winston to the Vikings, and I just want that. Can we sign up for that oh right now? Oh, my gosh. My please. Sundays need Jameis Winston interceptions. Or just Jameis throwing it 100 yards to Justin Jefferson once he gets healthy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that could be fun. Well, I hope uh, if you all were, were getting in on the action on Sunday – 
with our friends at Prize Picks that you hit the square for Levis more touchdowns because, I mean, that just I mean that was basically a free square. And that's what you do. You you pick different squares. You pick different players in whatever sport, whether it's NFL, college, uh, World Series right now. Brandon Fott, uh, local guy here, a uh, former Shamrock Bellarmine Knight pitching in the World Series. You can pick squares on his strikeouts for tonight. He went one, two, three to start the night. So go ahead, add a little play with Prize Picks, and when you put in promo code KSR, they're going to match your deposit, your first one. Up to a hundred dollars, a hundred percent. So you're sticking a hundred bucks, they'll throw in a hundred more for you to play. Add a, that, that's a different uh, company, but I always like that saying: add a little play in your day. Just do that with prospects. There's so many sports happening right now. You can cross different lines. The sports equinox is happening tonight. So go ahead, download the prospects app, put in promo code KSR. They'll match your first deposit up to a hundred percent, up to a hundred bucks. Right now with our friends at Prospects. We got to say some nice things to start off the show. Um, we've already said, we've already gotten some things off our chest about the Tennessee Volunteers. Freddie, do you do you have any thoughts, Any anything you would like to say about that, that, that school? About the school or the game? <clears throat> B- both? <laughs> I'm glad it's three hours from here. That's the, that's the compliment I got. Yep, that's a nice uh, thing to say. The game, I mean, to me, there were moments in the game that the adventure, the eventual winner was going to win or lose the football game. Tennessee won those moments, and Kentucky went away, right, where there would be a critical drive, critical play, just the game-changing big moments in the game – Tennessee stepped up. Kentucky did not. The Vols won. It's that easy. Yeah. Agreed. It felt like we Agreed. talked a lot about that, too, the week before, like it, where it was just like, hey, situational football. Yeah, I mean, just in a football game, there's going to be high leverage situations you have to win. A lot of times they come in the fourth quarter. Sometimes they come at the end of the half. Kentucky didn't win them. Tennessee won them. Um, Kentucky didn't win them the last time we saw them before the Tennessee game, Missouri did. Like, I kind of look at the Missouri and Tennessee games very similar. Um, Things really unraveled on Kentucky uh, against Missouri. They didn't as much against Tennessee, but at the end of the day, like, you got to go out like it's a 50 50 game. You got to go win it. And Tennessee went and won it. Kentucky didn't. And it it was just frustrating Um, because I think there were some, I think, in game coaching decisions made that you could disagree with that. They might want back, and that had a part in the game. But then in the end, you know, throw a shovel pass. You got the guy hit behind the line of scrimmage. You got to bring him down. Can't let him get a first down. Uh, your downs, what were they? They were they cut. They get the field goal. They cut it to six point game. You got to get the. You got to get off the field. Give your offense at least a chance to go win the game. Um, they situationally in the fourth quarter, winning time in a high leverage situation, they came up short, and that was disappointing. No, no getting around it. Yeah, and it's – the thing too, Drew, is like I think a lot of people still feel differently even though the Missouri and Tennessee games did unfold in similar fashion, right? Like you're at home, you've got a team you're on the ropes, this close game in the fourth quarter, two-point game, you're trailing, one-point game, you're ahead. But yet I, I, I feel a little bit different about the games and it might just be because they passed the ball uh, and, and caught it. Um, but at the same time, it was equally as frustrating that Kentucky just couldn't tackle anybody, and especially they couldn't tackle that stupid team in the orange that they never can seem to tackle. Yeah, I want to be happy and excited that uh, Larry had, what, 372 or whatever it was, um, and I want to be happy that four penalties, 20 yards. If you told me that before the game, I'm ready to have a parade. But they still lost to Tennessee, and I just I don't do silver linings or moral victories or, well, at least we did this against Tennessee. It's Three times in my lifetime. I'm just tired of losing to them. Uh, you had that beautiful rant after the game that went super viral on Sunday. Uh, I mean, you, I think you spoke for everyone. It's just it's something about it being Tennessee that I don't – I mean, I might care later in the week that Leary had 372, but right now I, I still don't care because they didn't get the job done at home when it was right in front of, in front of them. Because part of me too, Freddie, like I, I can see – 
you know, the team went down 10 nothing. Uh, it was three and out, four and out. They could have very easily spiraled just as badly and as poorly as they did after that fake punt against Missouri. But they showed a little bit of resolve. Um, that, there was some stuff there where I'm like, you know, I think they're, you know, Stoops is talking about them playing more selfless. And, I'm, and I want to, like, bite and, like, you know, get the hook and, and pull me in. But at the same time, it's like... Uh, it's 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 a Halloween. Why are we why are we just now figuring out how to be selfless? Like, can we not can we not do that like a month ago? I mean, there, there's there's part of me that I just can't I can't buy all the way in on the uh, optimism the re, the reason to be optimistic for Mark Stoops because it's just like man, it was right there. It was right there for the taking. It was there for the taking, and if you look at the numbers, it's it's a. I mean, the two teams got there differently, but it was even as you can get, right? So it, it all goes to situation. Uh, and, and mainly with the Tennessee defense, or offense and the Kentucky offense. But defensively, any time uh, the quarterback throws for 86%, the best running back averages 11 yards a carry for over 100 yards, you're not going to win the football game. Simple as that. And then the, the, the run, the tackles, you know, the tackling is poor. The fits were worse. I mean, it was, it was a bad performance. And, you know, you, you get <laughs> 253 on the ground, you're not going to win like that. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's, it's concerning for me, the defense more so. Uh, I'm like, I'm with whoever said it. I don't know if I can get excited, you know, because like, like, like you said, where's it been? I mean, why does it take eight games for this team to become unselfish? And, I'm glad they are, but, you know, for me, this weekend, again, as a crossroads, whatever you wanted to call it, but, you know, bowl eligibility is coming into the discussion, and, and that's something that we should not be talking about this year is getting to that magical number. Uh, but that's where this team sits right now after losing three in a row with a very difficult schedule coming up. And the run defense part was concerning. I know Tennessee plays with a different tempo like it, but this was the strength of the team. And, you know, there's going to be times when you play a team like Tennessee that they, they, they run the ball well. They do that. Like, they're going to create some holes. It was the inability to really slow them down once they got – like, just, like, get them to the damn ground. Like, why are they getting six – seemingly five or six extra yards after every carry? Whether they're getting running into bodies at the line of scrimmage, or they're getting uh, one person to wrap up three yards down, it felt like they kept falling forward all night, and it was just aggravating yards time and time again that really cost Kentucky. To where when they finally did get stops, Tennessee was kicking field goals instead of punting it. Yeah, run defense was an issue, but you look at some of, a lot of Tennessee scores; they just pass that. They can't they can't force incompletions. I mean, you got a cornerback that falls down on a go route to give up a touchdown to a guy, to a receiver that hadn't really done anything all year for Tennessee. His name was Nimrod for crying out loud. <laughs> so that guy, that can't happen. Two, like, two-minute drill. Where Kentucky was before Milton scrambles and throws that to White, like, all you have to do right there is don't give up an explosive play. If you don't give up an explosive there, they're not going to be in field goal range, and you're going to go to the half. The half's going to end and. In a Hail Mary. Um, and then it made it even worse. Milton, like the worst thing to do right there if you're Milton is to kind of scramble there and waste time. So, like, that, everything was going in Kentucky's favor and you just you get lost in coverage. Another one, um, you dive for a ball that you have no business diving on, on second and 20. And you allow them to get a cheap first, a 41-yard game to set up another score, scoring chance. Like, the pass defense is a, it's a major, major problem right now. For whatever reason, and it's three games in a row where it's just been it's been an issue. Uh, Missouri, they did a good better job taking away explosives, but they still got it. Gave up a ton, ton of underneath stuff that let them let out them to move the ball methodically, um, and they just can't cover people right now. And so I think that's when you can't do that. That's eventually going to leak into your run defense, and I think that happened on Saturday. Tennessee. You know, they have a lot of different challenges, and they, they're doing a lot more with the QB run, design run. Now that makes it a little tougher to fit to fit up. Uh, but at the end of the day, they can't they can't stop the pass right now. And that, that talk, that's the balance that goes back and forth. Um, and they just got a lot of problems right now. They played three good offenses in a row. 
Um, but they haven't been up to snuff, and either, either of them haven't played well enough to win either of those games. And that is, that's not how Kentucky wants to be built. That's not how they built this team. That's not how they built this roster. That's not how they game plan. Um, they're not. They they can't. They're not built to win like this. They got to get some stops. And like to me, the biggest concerning part was at the end. We've seen Kentucky give up some big numbers and get into some shootouts. We've always seen them have a chance with the ball to go win the game at the end. It seems like to me. Right, you you look back to Tennessee twenty twenty one, you look back at Ole Miss twenty twenty. Believe they had the ball chance to win the game, even Louisville back in twenty sixteen. You could find a way to get a stop and you get a chance to go out and win the game. They couldn't get the stop, and they had a couple opportunities there on that last drive. That that that's a, that's very concerning um, to me. And the defense they just have a lot to work out. And it's almost like you plug one hole. Right, you figure out the passing game, and then oh, yeah. uh, this, is, comes, this is Vegas more vacation. Holes, two yeah. more holes show up in your pool. And need so more gum. Yeah, we need a lot of trident over here. Yeah, um, I, there was, um, and one of the person in the chat asked, "Did they not practice tempo in practice?" I mean, yeah, they do, but it's not. It's not the same as being in the game. Like it's just, it's just not. You can't simulate it with the scout team, but. Freddie, I got a question for you because it's Brad White's taking a lot of hell, um, and you know, rightfully so. Like they they've been they went from not allowing thirty plus points for like once in three years, seemingly to three in a row. So yeah, there's there's some criticism there. Um, do we? Stoops said tonight that the scheme is right. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? And if so, then what then what's wrong right now? What's wrong? I don't see any structure or schematic changes that produces that produce top five defenses, right? So, I mean, I don't see any holes in the structure or anything uh, schematic that that I think is weird or, or not right. I just think a lot of it is 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 smart is playing smarter football, and then winning one-on-one situations, right? Whether it be in pass defense, whether it be engaging a blocker, making a tackle. You know, I saw, I saw a lot of running around or side-stepping blocks. And when you do that, that's when you get, you know, long runs. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a course of stuff right now. And, it, it, you know, of all Tennessee will have me passes, Milton completed 18 passes, 21 attempts. Zero passes defended. That means Kentucky got their hands on zero football. So that not only were Tennessee completing, well, didn't, Kentucky didn't get a hand on anything. So I don't think structural. I don't think it's different. I think that uh, Kentucky has been exposed at depth, that cornerback really bad, and and maybe some roster management in that secondary. Then the linebackers got to play better. I mean, everybody's picking on the secondary. There's, there's some stuff to go around with the linebackers too as far as run fits and, and, and engaging blocks. So there's a lot to it. I, I don't want to get complicated, but I don't see anything structurally uh, weird or anything like that, Nick. I just think think they have to execute better, they have to play better, have to practice better. They just have to be better individual football players because when you get spread out like that in an offense like Tennessee, you get exposed. It's a lot of one-on-one, my guy, your guy, and their guys one more than ours. It's twice in three years now where we've gotten to this point in the schedule and the secondary is a pretty big personnel problem on the team. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is kind of a trend now. So they've got to figure out why that why, why that's happened twice now in <clears throat> three seasons. That that's probably the most concerning point to me with when you're looking at the defense. And I you know, they need more depth at corner, but I also don't think, like, Harrison and Phillips are the top of the problems when you're start talking about just the defensive back situation. Like, that say, the safeties were supposed to be that, – that was supposed to be maybe the best position group on the team. Now, injuries hurt. You know, you miss Geiger for really the entire three-game chunk, the toughest schedule or the toughest point of the schedule you're going to go through, um, just back-to-back offenses like that. So that hurts not having him. And you miss love it for half of that. But but they're just not getting good play from safety. And then the corner is what it is. We knew that that was going to be a struggling point. But they don't have any depth there. that They can't work in guys. And so that it's just 
the whole it's a problem right there, and it's you get I think that's going to be an off season. Like, how did it get like this, and how do we prevent it from from that happening again? And I think after the year, that's probably going to be a talking point for Mark Stoops. It's going to be, you know, we've got to have more resources available if stuff happens yeah. in the secondary. Well, and and what you saw is you had it's. I'm not going to just sit here and make excuses, but like, look what this is the portal era, right? So love it. And Childress have great years to end the season. Geiger's back from injury. So Kobe Albert's like, eh, I know I'm just finishing my true freshman year, but I'm not going to be playing anytime soon. So let me go to Mississippi State. Well, he's a former four star. He goes there, he plays a game, but he has to have season ending knee injury. But like, that's a four star that you could really use right now, right? Another well, four star that they brought in this year. Uh, you know, I don't know how effective those guys would be right now, but Grady Judd, you know, he, he has knee surgery beginning well, of the season too. Nick Fido Tisnell gets the dismissed. Yeah. They replace that. him with they replace him with Kevin Larkins. Larkins never shows up for whatever reason. So yeah. that's boom D2 boom guy. after yeah. that's boom boom after the season starts. So that's that's a body right that's a person right there that you could have went out and got and had something right there and you've got nothing um to that. You get us you sign a safety who can't play like right now. Jeremiah Anglin. He's a freshman, but he mm-hmm. can't play. He's he's injured. Um, Elijah Reed, is he playing safety or is he playing cornerback? I don't know. Like, are you bouncing him back and forth? What's going on there? Um, and, you know, thank goodness Ty Bryant is yeah, where he's he at. He can ass. help you right now. <laughs> and so that might be a, you know, a glimmer of hope when you talk, when you're projecting out forward. And I, for me, I, I mean, one of those spots should be his, um, what I've seen the last two weeks compared to everyone else. It, um, it's not ideal, um, but I guess if we want to do silver lining, Drew, I know you don't like silver linings. Here's one. It's okay. Um, I'll play. Um, Mississippi State is not running the air raid anymore. Silver That's good. lining. Yeah. Silver lining. Ooh, not silver lining. It's Starkville. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Not good, Bob. What was the quote that Mark Stoops had today? Um, we haven't had a lot of success there. It's like, oh, <laughs> is that how we're going to describe it? <laughs> We've got our ass kicked there every year forever. We've played some close games against that team. It's like, yeah, at Kroger Field, even done diddly down in Starkville. It's been I look terrible. For, I look forward to being a streak buster in my first Starkville trip. Oh man, we need it. Like we, oh <laughs> God, it's. Uh. I, I was there the last time they won. That feels like forty years ago. I think I was a child. So I maybe just we- got. I just got my driver's permit the last time that Kentucky won in Starkville. Okay, it was half my lifetime ago, two thousand eight. All right. Oh, that that's when it was, two thousand eight. I I remember that game because that was back when, like the SEC would have these random games on like these random like pay per view channels in '08, <laughs> and it was on there. So I had to go to beat ups to watch the game. I I do remember going to the Lexington pre cast bar. Um, 2008. I do remember going to Buffalo Wild Wings and watching um, Kentucky beat Mississippi State that day. So that was that's how long ago it's been. Yeah, it was a thrilling uh, 14 to 13 contest in lovely Starkville. A weekend I will remember forever mm. because we drove to Ole yeah. Miss to do to find something to do. <laughs> Old Sylvester Croom football. Um, <laughs> who can forget it? <laughs> <laughs> Saw Radar down there for all you Radar fans. Ran into him. Had a nice Woodford in the stands uh, with Radar. So UK celebrity sighting. Is Radar still a thing? Is he still Radar? Uh, I don't think he's driving, but I've seen him recently. He goes to a lot of UK baseball games, so he's still around. But I don't yeah. think he's uh, – I think Uber kind of ended uh, Radar's racket there. Yeah. I think that officially put an end to <laughs> that. tough. Man, the, the funniest part about Radar was – that he had, I mean, that was like a passenger van, right? That he was hauling yeah. people around in. But the passenger seat was just filled with garbage. I mean, you oh, it was a mountain of garbage. And it's like Trevor Kelsey he, style. Oh, it was even worse than Trevor <laughs> Kelsey. And like he would say that it was purposeful, like he he purposely did it so that like people weren't next to him and bothering him. But also, how do you acquire that much garbage? Because it was just to the it was it was it filled the entire seat. I didn't understand. You know, most people think he's a college memory. I actually, me and um, about eight adult men uh, used him to go to a golf scramble, the KSR golf scramble in Louisville. We we took radar as um, <laughs> as grown ups. 
there were some guys there were some guys in the group who weren't even familiar i mean we're talking these guys are old enough to have kids that are probably in college and they're like what is this ride you booked us i'm like just move the newspaper it's fine we'll get there uh yeah i and for those who weren't around for the radar era i don't yeah i don't even really know how to describe radar then he was just a sober driver who was always he was always there yeah um (laughs) that's a great blast from the past um Oh man, uh, memories, memories. I should probably we, read we that were right on now. A, Oh, go for it. Wait, um, let me see here. Who are we talking about today? Probably Game Time. I really like Game Time. Uh, it's it's much easier to book get tickets through Game Time than to get a ride through Radar. Uh, there, there's my segue. Um, Drew, I got really excited to watch uh, Nate Borgetti on SNL uh, mm-hmm. Saturday night. He's coming to Rupp. I should get tickets through Game Time because Game Time fastest way to get last minute deals on tickets. That's that's not like any time in the very near future. But if I when it comes around, because I'm going to procrastinate and I'm going to ask my buddy who's related to him, be like, "Hey, give me tickets," and he'll say, "Yes, I can." And then it'll be the last minute. And be like, "Actually, I couldn't get you tickets. I'm going to get on Game Time and I'm going to use promo code KSR and I'm going to get twenty percent off of those tickets." Because that's that's what happens when you sign up with Game Time. It's not twenty percent off; twenty dollars off your first purchase. Still a great deal. Um, so go ahead, do that now. Whether you're going to watch Nate Bargatze, great concert, whatever it may be, they will hook you up. Fastest last minute tickets, best app out there. Game Time. Download today. Promo code KSR. Twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now, where were we? Mississippi State going down there and not being good at it and seeing radar. What's Remember we blocked it we blocked an extra point just to win. That's how freaky yeah. it is down there. We had to block an extra point just to get the heck out of there. Freddie, what's frustrating to you more? Uh losing to the Tennessee Volunteers or the Town of Cowbells? Cowboy cab cowbells don't annoy me. Uh really? No. Matter of fact, I was at a high school game this year, and all the fans had them. It's okay. It's part of the unique deal. Losing to Tennessee is what much more frustrating than hearing cowbells. Well, at high school games, too, it's usually just a couple. It's not like they're playing who let the dogs out, and you're hearing like 30,000 of them shake at the same time. That just um, – well, I could bring earplugs, by the way. Like, ser- like, yeah, that's like a – you need to. Um, it's a real thing. Um Outdoor press box. It's just for not. You're going to be. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, but Freddie, there was something that happened Saturday, and I've been waiting for you to talk about it. Your favorite play in the world finally worked. Yeah. Hey, listen. One <laughs> one out of 712 this year is, is a good uh, is good for me. So I'm glad it finally worked. And hey, I'll take it. You know, but I still hate it. Right. Yeah. Well, did. So there, there was a couple other situations, too, that I want to get your thoughts on. The fourth down calls, the going for it, the play call. So like, did you agree with go, like the decision to go for it or to kick it or to not go for it? And then did you agree with the play call? I was cool with the decision to go for it. I mean, it's Tennessee. I mean, they're going to score, right? So you had to keep up with them. I, I wasn't thrilled with the, the vertical to the running back. You know, and I, I, I can't imagine in my life that that was the call play or, or that was the focus of that route. That had to have been the third or fourth or fifth option. I don't know. Uh, and then the Wildcat kind of, I know Adam's head's getting ready to roll off his shoulders, but, you know, you had it rolling, man, and you took the ball out of Leary's hands and started a series of Wildcat. Two plays later, you're, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I was I was cool with the with the fourth down calls. I didn't like you know the vertical to the running back and and uh, you know I'm glad we finally hit one of those high percentage throws for a touchdown. Oh, it, it look at can you see was Dane open on that play that fourth and six because he, he would have had to have been a great throw and he's got to it had to have been a perfect throw and Dane's got to get upfield fast. I mean, it's bang, bang. They had like a rub there. I don't think Demi ran a great route. Like, he, like you got to be on your horse there. And he wasn't – because they had him beat. They had the room, but the guy, the Tennessee guy stayed on top of the route. I think maybe they would maybe want someone else running that route in hindsight. Because um, it, it, 
it was open. It just I don't think he got there fast enough because they did kind of they were their focus was burying on mm-hmm. that. When you kind of go back and watch it, I think that's probably a call. Um, they're gonna that they, they would want back uh, for sure. And then yeah, well, I mean, I, we talked about that. Um, to me, I, I don't like the two my biggest problems: the, the fourth and one, fourth and one to start the game. I don't understand why. If you're gonna go for it, why has it changed after you're just down seven nothing? I mean, it's still early in the game. If you're gonna go for it, second possession, I think you should go for it first possession. Um, and then the field goal, I, I don't think that should that should change your thought process at all. I mean, it was the same situation. You kick one and you don't kick the other. Like I think your your decision making should be the same on both of those. I don't understand why they changed there. Would be my only thought on well, that. And I would have liked to seen them like I would rather seen them like run a draw there on third and ten than they run that yeah. play they did. Cause it, and even if you run a draw, you might pop it. But you're probably going to get four or five yards, and then that with the 52 becomes a 47, 46 is much more makeable. And then you put some game pressure on Tennessee in the fourth quarter, and you weren't able to do that necessarily. And that maybe the game looks different if you have a lead there as opposed to still being down. That third and 11 was my most frustrating thing of the game outside of the stupid catch that wasn't a catch. But I hated not getting Rainer a few more yards. You're down mm-hmm. two. There's 10 minutes left in the game. I, crowd's buzzing. Get him five or get him something and give him a better chance. And I, I think they're up one there. Instead of throwing it out of bounds, they don't have a chance. That, that one haunted me on Sunday morning when I woke up. Yeah, I mean, the well, Wildcat. I, I said I'm not going to talk about the Wildcat, but like, you just. <laughs> do it! You take, like, you have, like, Leary is just cooking, and you just take all the pressure off of Tennessee's defense. Like, if I'm Tennessee's defensive coordinator and they go out Wildcat, I'm like, okay, let's catch a breath. We'll stop this run. We get a sec, we'll get a win here. I just, in, in a game where you're averaging barely over three yards per rush, I just, and I think Ray Davis finished with under three yards per rush. It just didn't make, I, I, I just don't know why you go to that there. I, and you take the ball out of Leary's hands. I just think that's something. That we shouldn't have seen there. Two two plays we need to scrap, right? You know, Wildcat, you had you we had our fun with you. It was a good time. <laughs> See ya. We we don't need you. It's we're good. Like we're, we can find other ways. Do the end around play with Ray Davis. That, that yeah, was that was awesome. beautiful. I love that. That was a great red zone play. Yeah, the Wildcat. See ya. Get out of here. Other one that I'm done with. Just scrap it. Light it on fire. Fart on it. Get it the hell out of here. The inside screens just aren't working. It was that that was the play before the third down play, right after Wildcat sandwich in between there. Devin Leary can't throw over these defensive linemen. Like part of the way that those screens are supposed to work, you let the defensive linemen come in, you throw it over the top of them. He can't throw it over top of them, and when he does, they don't have the thing blocked. I know that it was like, well, they might have had something here. It's like first off, there was a guy there that nobody was blocking that was ready to bust it up, and even then, you would have. You had to get a body on him, right? Like I, I just, I those, I'm just, I'm done with him. I'm, I'm completely done with him. And one thing that I, know, I know this isn't the air raid like it. Can we get a shell across every once in a while? Like, can, can is there no, is there zero opportunities for a little yards after catch with these receivers? Where it's like, I, I love the comebacks with Dane. That was great. And I, I, I might sound nitpicky here. Like I do like a lot of the things that Kentucky implemented this week. I really love the tempo after the explosives. It felt like those were very efficient and they helped get Leary into a rhythm. But there's just there's some stuff. The the screens. The the just no. Let's just get it out. Get it the hell out of here. Yeah, I think just tight ends and running backs involved in the past game was nice. Jordan Dingle had a big game. Josh Caddis had two. Uh, 15 plus, I think, yard receptions to get you set up in with a scoring opportunity. I think the tight ends had a really good game. I think getting the backs, like Davis had, I believe, an 11 and a 12 yard catch. So just the, the distributing the ball um, was good and nice to see. Um, but again, I just, I think they took the ball out of Leary's hands so just t- a time or two too much when he's got it. Like, we've waited all year for this. Like, waited all year to get this guy going. He's got it going. And let's not – you know, you're not running the ball. But you're not running the ball. But Tennessee's pass rush was not like – was not – like, I thought Kentucky's a line from a pass pro perspective. They did great. Did a really good job. Now, a lot, I think a lot of that goes to scheme and getting the ball out quick and Leary not messing around back there. But he's hot. Just let him 
Just let him go. Like, at that point in the game, when you felt like the vibes were turning, you felt like Kentucky was going to win the game because they had the dude at behind center tonight. Like, he's going to win this game for them. Like, this is why they went and got this guy. So let him go do, Let him go win it for you, and I don't feel like they did that. And part of that goes to the defense because they, they didn't give him an opportunity to go win it down one possession in the fourth quarter. Um, but you had that opportunity to start it, and you didn't capitalize on it because you, I think you took the ball out of his hand when you really shouldn't have. But that was my only real big criticism. I think the offense, it was good to see that passing game take off well, and explode against a good defense. Like that Tennessee defense, it's good defense. And they they lit they lit them up through the air, and that, that was a very positive sign. Now I have the – the bird dogs question for the panel. It's the million dollar question. You don't have to spend a million dollars at bird dogs to get the most fashionable clothes in the business, efficient workwear, whether you want shorts that are lined up or very comfortable slacks, shirts, bird dogs has everything to make sure you're stylish. Um, Hey, also, uh, guys, just hint to your wives like, Hey, honey, it's Christmas. I need some new swag. Bird dogs is going to hook us up. Put in promo code KSR, you're going to get a hydroflash style water bottle with that purchase as well. Bada boom, bada bam. That's another gift they can give to somebody. Go ahead, get your holiday shopping done early with Bird Dogs, promo code KSR, the Bird Dogs question, Mr. Franklin. Is this the Devin Leary that we're going to see from here on? Or was this a one, was this passing performance a one off? Uh,. Eileen, yes. And I like that you just said Devin Leary and not the whole everything because I, I don't know that I'll think everyone will continue to show up like they have. We'll see about that. But I'll say yes, this was good for Leary's confidence. Uh, got him in the shotgun a little more, mixed it up a little bit. I love their first touchdown drive, uh, six or seven plays, but Key had two catches, Robinson had a catch, Brown had, had two catches. It just I saw him getting in a rhythm, and it seems he really needs to get in a flow like that. I, it won't be all four games the rest of the way, but 75% of them, I think, were pleased with how Devin Leary plays. Freddie, do you do you think he's turned a corner? This passing offense has turned a corner? I would love to say yes. But I got one, one game compared to what – I mean, they played before that. So uh, that, that gives me a little pause that – that's fair. N- not Leary. I mean, I think, he, you know, I don't think we can throw this just – you can't throw it all on him. But as far as the entire passing game operation, I don't know because you're going to get – you got you got to go against that Bama defense. It's got dudes everywhere. And Louisville defense got dudes everywhere. So, it's going to be a little bit different. But uh, I, I, think, I think it was a positive. But I'm weighing the body of work comparison and we'll see. Yeah, the only thing I would say is they there's two bad pass defenses on the schedule, Mississippi State and South Carolina. So if you can put some good games together there, that can build confidence of everybody and rhythm and and all of that. And we've seen Leary. I, I pulled it today. His close at 2021, he got on a scorcher um, and really really did most of his damage in November. And so and we saw Cohen's offense took off last time he was here in November. Um, went down the road and hung up, hung a fifty burger. Uh, so if that if those two meet, that then I definitely think you could see some really good things coming for this Kentucky offense. But you have to acknowledge, you know, don't try not to get hook line sinkered by maybe a one hit wonder. Right, um, right. But but also we've seen, but to say that with a one hit wonder, I, we've seen this OC, this OC and we've seen this quarterback do it before in November, like have a big breakthrough. So I don't think it's like crazy to think it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen every game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a couple more 300-yard games in him to close out the year. And it would be huge to have it this Saturday um, to, to snap that streak, build some morale. Um, and also, it's not just confidence for this year, because by now, Kentucky's – this season's going to end far short of expectations unless they went out. Right or if they beat Bama, Louisville, and one of the you know like that, you have to do something extraordinary. This team, it's probably going to be uh, well below our expectations of what we thought. So how you perform does matter down the stretch here. Like do do we think that this is going in the right way? Like are the 
those playmakers. Like, are, are you are you going to do enough to talk us into it again next year? Right? Like, because that's what a lot of this is, Drew. Is right? Is like, hey, keep me coming back for more. It's it can I sink that butt on eighteen. That, that gets me back to the course one more time after I chunked it and had a couple snowmen on the back nine because that, that's where we're at with this football season. Exactly, and that's why I'm not too – I mean, I'm very disappointed that they lost to Tennessee and then still lingering Missouri disappointment. But I'm not part of the crowd that's just throwing this whole season away or throwing the coach away yet because if they go out and win three or four games – we go, you know what? That was just a weird October. You know, let's let's move on. Just imagine what could have happened if they had done something in that Missouri game. And you kind of you don't forget what happened, but the season's fine. I think if you win three or four, moving out. So I'm not ready to to give up or anything yet, because as you said, you can't make that last putt. Now, if they don't get any better and those games don't go well, then we got to have some awkward conversations at the end of the year. But I'm still optimistic. Not just being fanboy, sunshine pumper. It's just. The teams that are headed outside of Alabama, it's not crazy to think Kentucky could win all of those. And that's a, still a good year, I think. So I'm, I'm still hanging in there a little bit moving forward with the rest of the year. And, and to go with that putting analogy, too, there aren't any Matt Jones gimmies or Liam Cohn gimmies left. I mean, we don't – you can't just pick it up, right? It's Starkville. No. You haven't Matt, won there Matt picks forever. up the Alabama game at Alabama. That's <laughs> that's a Matt gimme. But the thing about it, like, like Luckett mentioned it, it – Freddie, maybe you can speak more to this, but like this Mississippi State team is not very good. But you know what? They have to they have to show up for their coach's sake. Like there's a lot riding on it this game, so you have to play well early um, to kind of smash their hopes and dreams because this is going to be a desperate football team at, at home. Very desperate. And that head coach, that fan base, those players, they got this game circled as this is one we can get. You know, they've seen – they watch TV. they see Kentucky against Georgia probably, and and, they, and that's how the, the environment's going to be. You know, I wrote this down earlier. Kentucky, you know, Alabama at home is, is Alabama at home. But you're going to have to play in three yeah. Super Bowl environments, right? Mississippi State Super Bowl because they think they can beat Kentucky, and they have beat them several times. Then you're going to Carolina, and I guarantee you that's going to be their Super Bowl. And then if Louisville's ten and one and Kentucky rolls in there, I'm telling you all know better than me that place will be. So they're looking at some crazy environments. So they got to go down and get this one. On a side note, um, you, your guy's favorite coach is having a complete meltdown oh, tonight. This is this is great. Yeah, I, we we were gonna have to get to this before it ended, but um, uh, Freddie, you you've been all over this story. Um, Dabo Swinney is just losing his marbles right now on the Clemson Collin show. Because, <laughs> Ooh, yes, he is. Some, somebody called in uh, Dabo. He put his foot in his mouth. Right? What, what, what was his quote a couple of weeks ago? We need we need more people to lose need, to get off the bandwagon. Said, yeah, maybe, maybe we should lose a few more games to get some people off this bandwagon. Well, they, they lost a few more games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're four uh, and check, four. Check that one. Uh, they're four and four. It's the first time they've had four losses in a season since 2011. Uh, they're two and four in the ACC too. That's equally as bad. Um, and, <laughs> and the fan called, and that's why somebody, why Clemson's paying him a huge salary to just go four and four. He says you're part of the problem. And he said, if you want to apply for the job, go for it. And good luck to you. Um, he doubled down, too, Freddie. You like this. To answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this business. I worked my ass off. I'm not going to let this smart-ass kid get on the phone and tell me how to do my job. I work for the board of trustees. Oh, my God. He's crumbling. He can't handle it. Oh, my goodness. He can't handle it. He's calling out smart ass kids. I mean, that's that's <laughs> next level. Oh man, that's great. I don't want to change the I, um, story. I work for, for the, I work for the board. Is a hell of a line. <laughs> I work for the board. Oh my goodness. Does Dabo know that the fans can also kind of? Cranking up a notch and maybe, you know, get your ass out of there. Like oh he's gosh. about to find out. The thing uh, is, too, I, is he's he's never had a bump in the road either at Clemson, right? Like it's been just up, up, up. He don't know how to handle it. Things go a little bit 
Uh, things get a little rocky. They have to keep him long enough. I've I, every Saturday I wait for him to fall down the hill. I he can't get out of there without falling down the hill one time. Do not let him leave Clemson without tripping running down that hill one time. Every Saturday I go to look and I try to catch it live, just hoping he will eat it. Not yet. Don't fire him till he gets to fall down. Maybe that'll wow. be his last game. He'll <laughs> he'll eat it running down to play South Carolina this year and lose to uh, Beamer on one foot. Oh, man. I, it'll, it's like my dog when he sees a squirrel on our front porch and he jumps off and his feet give out and he kind of skids on his chest. Like, I want to see Dabo <laughs> do the, the penguin slide on his chest because he falls down. <laughs> uh, can I butt in with some news that's very important to the state of Kentucky that's not football? Yes, please. But, butt away. Kentucky Wesleyan leads Louisville by five with three and a half minutes to go in basketball. And I just want you all to know Kentucky Wesleyan – Wesleyan in Owensboro, Kentucky, leads the University of Louisville in the sport of men's basketball now with three minutes left. Those are the fighting Ryan Lemons, right? That, that is correct. Do not let Ryan Lemon have this moment, Louisville. You will never hear the end of it. All-American Ryan Lemon. Academic so, All-American. Sorry, Freddie. I know we don't talk about that other sport, but this is nah. important to the Commonwealth. Is that a real <laughs> game or is that like a scrimmage? It's, well, they lost the scrimmage last year too, Freddie. So, like, oh, I, I know that might be puzzling, but at least that team was D three. They're, they're just D two, Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, I thought you were going to say five points before half, and I was like, oh, you know that happens. No. Teams struggle for a half against exhibitions. Oh my gosh, the Wesleyan guy. Oh, he missed a layup, and now he's going to the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? Anyway, that's just we needed that to cheer us up. You know. Uh, Rival, our other rivalry didn't go so well this past weekend, so we can laugh at that one right now. Man, they suck so bad. They're really, really bad. Like really, it's really, good to see. really it's good bad. To see. Like, re- they are very bad at basketball. Uh, Freddie, I think you could coach this team better than Kenny Payne. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> uh, is, is there anything else we need to get off our chest before we end? I know we, we probably weren't as animated, but um, I'm not going to lie. Folks like, oh, you've gone – you're viral again, Roush. It's like this is this happens all the time. I get Tennessee fans. They they do this. They do this to me all the time. It's it's. I, I'm becoming a little numb, and that that's the part that I worry about is that I've seen 30 of these, and only three of them have sung a different song. So, like, I'm, I've got a callus built up to the this the, the volunteers, and so I, this one it hurts me. But like, I, I feel like I get over it a little bit quicker because I've done that before, and I, I I don't like that. Like that's that's not a positive sign. Like it. Like I need to. I I can't I can't have this cycle make me numb to it because I hate them and they suck. And they're the worst. I should I should be pissed off. Yeah, I think it's fair to be upset about that loss on Saturday. I think it's fair. Like, you can look back, and they're on the verge of having two pretty disappointing seasons in a row when it was set up for them to really make a run at nine, ten wins both these years. I think it's fair to be upset about that. I think it's fair to be upset. Like, why does why did it take this offense for this long to get going? I think it's fair to be upset. Why did this defense just fall apart when it did? Um, and but I think they do have a chance to get it going here. And but it, it all starts on Saturday. Like they have to win that game Saturday night. I mean, we keep saying this; they have to win. But um, this is a team that they're for sure better than. They're better than this Mississippi State team. Whereas Missouri, Tennessee, and Georgia are all top twenty teams. So, but you got to go prove that you belong in that up like towards that top twenty and not towards the bottom like sub fifty. And so Saturday's a big moment. Like they, it's a place you know. This is another streak you got to break. Like you got to go win a road game. You got to go win in Starkville. And so I think it's a huge game. But if they can get this one, I think they can potentially get going a little bit. And Alabama's Alabama, but this isn't the this isn't a typical Alabama team. Arkansas, that just went and fired their offensive coordinator, could be headed to a 4 8 season, had a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter in Tuscaloosa. They were right there. 
Um, Alabama in recent road games has not been great. I mean, these games are going to the wire in a lot of their road games. So if you can go into that game with some confidence, I think you've got a chance to, you know, have a good outing there and potentially get into that game in a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. But it's you need to take care of this first one first, and you need to build some momentum. here. You need to figure out some things on defense because this is not – this Mississippi State offense is not near as good as the three you just played. So let's see you – have, some, right. have a good out. Have you let's see you get right, and let's see this passing game take advantage of what's been a bad pass defense. Let's see the run game get going again. And so I think it's just a huge game from that aspect. Now if they go down there and they need to grind out a seventeen fourteen win, I, I don't think you you would take a win regardless. You wouldn't feel great about that. But if they go out there and play like you think Kentucky can play, I think it could be a good building block for the rest of the year. But they have to go do it. Um, final, that, that, that feels like a good place to end it. Um, but before we end it, I, I, I do need to ask one more question. Y'all ever been to Memphis in New Year's? Is that where we're going? Might be. I, that's, I feel very positive that that feels like, that feels like the location when you kind of write them and write everyone else out. I mean, there's worse places to be than Beale Street. I've never been to Beale Street, and I believe that game like it is a nooner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I looked it up today. It's at like 4 o'clock, so 3 o'clock local. It's like the 29th. I think it's December 29th. Oh, I, I, I thought we were getting New Year's Eve because like, that's the only way you get this old man out on New Year's Eve is at a bowl game. <laughs> like, you think I'm, you think I'm going downtown on New Year's we'll, Eve? We'll have a good time. We'd have a good time in Memphis on December 27th or 28th. Well, and if the I'll Cats win and then it's a 4 o'clock game, then, you know, we, we do our rapid reactions. We write our posts after a big win. And then we go waddle around uh, like booze hound ducks down on Beale Street. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad time. No. If it's Memphis, you all might be a party of three uh, with me or four with Steven, too. Me tagging along. We have to go to some barbecue joints and do some YouTube content if it's Memphis. Do they we have do, to do some barbecue reviews. And, and not only like we're, like when we were at the draft at Kansas City, when it's like you get three meats for your plate and you're like – Three meat. I mean, I guess I have to, but I, I, that was where I learned what the meat sweats were. Um, <laughs> I've heard about the meat sweats, but I was like, oh man, like I, I, I understand. Like it, this is this is a lot. This is a lot. I, I don't think I consumed any alcoholic beverages afterwards because I was just a walking meatball afterwards. So <laughs> yeah, I, make me a meatball. I don't care. And Vegas is not an option for the SEC. I see that in the chat right now. It alternates Big Ten, SEC, and this is a Big Ten year. So <laughs> Wesley just hit a three. <laughs> SEC cannot go to Vegas. Oh, five point game with ninety seconds left. All right, so we 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 just gotta be our play by play people for our non ESPN yeah, plus yeah. folks down the stretch here. I mean, Louisville is just not finishing at the rim, and the refs are bailing them out every time. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, apologies for derailing it, but this is hilarious. Um, a- absolutely. Hilarious. I mean, uh, let's defend Louisville. Wesleyan, they got a good team this year. Uh, good jerseys. Yeah, they almost got jerseys with their names on them. Um, no, not, uh, not quite that big of a year. Do they, are these reversibles? Uh, I'm not sure. Kind of oh, like Louisville, it. there are oh, that crowd. At least oh, some people stayed. I, I'm surprised anyone's there. Oh, the volleyball team draws way bigger crowds than the basketball team. And I, that's like not even in close to an exaggeration. There's a, I know I, no one can see this, but Scott Clark, former, former future cat there in Louisville gear. It's going to be a tough L they're going to hold here in a second. Yeah. He, um, he's, he's a, he's something else. That guy. He is. Yeah. They all are. <laughs> everyone, oh. everyone think about Kenny Payne tonight. When you, when you lay down in bed, you kiss your family and, Turn off the lights and tuck yourself in. Just think about Kenny Payne. You know what? I don't – I can't feel that bad for him because I know, like, this is embarrassing for him to come back to his alma mater and just fail so miserably. But, like, he's getting paid very well to fail. I mean, I wish I could – it's like our, our guy Brian Ferentz. I mean, look, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shame to see him go, but, like, 
he's getting paid very well to not be good. And like, some would argue that I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not getting paid very well. Like, he can finally the the quiet quitting can just end. Yeah, like they're just like, finally moving on from him. So let's just let's just go. I, I, we will miss college football. Internet will miss the jokes for sure. I was a little thrown off by this. Is it mathematically impossible to average 25 or whatever it is now? It feels a little premature to me. He's got time left. Well, I think that's what they were trying to do is to try to, like, do this now before they made it, like, you know, it's it's December and that we're talking about They need 48 points per game to (laughs) (laughs) score 52 against Nebraska to extend Brian Ferentz. Don't let Brian get hot. I'm sure it was a couple-week thing they were trying to finally get it done so they could – in the jokes. Oh my gosh, Wolvel! The the refs are trying their best to just give him a shot. Did did Wesleyan get its own offensive rebound there? They did, and uh, uh, dribbled out like thirty more seconds and uh, jump ball six seconds on the clock. Wesleyan's up three. They got the ball underneath their basket with forty two to play. So I just need Ryan Lemon to have this moment. Can we get uh, a post game show? I bet we can get a post game show. <laughs> Let me send him a text. Well, let's get Ryan Lemon on the air. Oh, they just. <laughs> Oh, they scored again. Inbounds play. Oh, my gosh. They ran an inbounds play. Now Scott Clark's going to try to make something happen. Oh, man. They gave him a foul on that, too. Gosh. The refs really are trying to help him. I would love I forgot to. about the basketball refs at the end. Yeah, that's why, like, I'm not – we have our mobile sports gambling now in Kentucky, and I'm not looking forward to betting on um, these, like, basketball games because it's just – the fouls, yeah. the whistles, it's it's gross. It's gross. You know what isn't gross, though, Freddie? Uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are ass kickers. Yeah, how about that? I watched that. I fully expected the Steelers to show, like, a backbone there. But, I mean, five in a row? There's some dudes. They are yeah. certified dudes in Jacksonville. The Steelers had nothing for Luke, Luke Fortner, so he single-handedly won that game for the Jaguars. <laughs> two good, two good whirlwinds in a row for the Jacks uh, at New Orleans and at Pittsburgh back-to-back. Two not bad teams to so win back-to-back on the road like that is not easy. So that was two good wins for the the fighting cats down there in Jacksonville. Are the are the, are your cats all the way back? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you said that with like a. You're you're scared to say it, like just like a, yeah. I say yeah. I, that's my if that's the Joe Burrow I'm getting, I'm gonna have a lot of good Sundays. I have a feeling here over the next few months. Titan would you rather Steelers. have Joe Burrow? Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Will Levis right now? Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll take uh, number nine. All right. Uh, it's your it's your funeral. Yeah. It's your funeral. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, Levis versus the Steelers on Thursday night. We get Amazon Prime. Will first row game, yeah. First row game. Um, that should I like that. I know people like to. They're going to want to joke about how it's going to be an ugly game, but I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be super locked in. It's exciting, exciting times. This uh, is should, my. Uh, this is my. I'm so glad Kentucky basketball plays an exhibition game Thursday night. Face. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's how, this is that's my excitement face. Well, you just do the look and just double screen. I mean, no, like Drew. Here's the thing: nobody's going to know if you didn't watch the game, if, even if you were there. I mean, Matt said that the blue white game was a four on four, and like nobody batted an eye. You know, like I didn't. People, I, had, I had no clue. I mean, like, yeah, of course it was four on four. Why wouldn't it be? Right. Like, <laughs> that that was one of his bigger facts or optionals of all time when he just completely reformatted the game. I mean, I, I, I was just like, yeah, yeah, of course, Cal would play four on four in Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Oh you know? no, we have we have we have drama in the um center. Little Cal would have a chance to tie. Uh-oh. Oh no, they're dribbling it out. I think it's illegal to do play by play, so I'm not talking about any game in particular. Scott Clark at the butt, not at the buzzer. Nope. Oh, it looks like it got blocked. What? Oh my gosh, a foul! Yeah, way ahead of rebound. me. Sorry, it wasn't at the buzzer at all. Sixteen seconds left. See, I'll I'll use ESPN Plus to watch a Louisville crumble in an exhibition, but blue white game. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. We should play Louisville four on five. They can have five. We'll have four. <laughs> I think it'd be fair. 
I mean, All threes are twos. Kentucky doesn't get threes. They just get twos. There, there's a lot of, uh, like, little brother stuff, but that, that really is like, all right, we're only going to play left-handed today. All right, you guys can play normal. We're going to play left-handed. Oh, man, they suck. They really, really do suck. Yeah, and they just missed a free throw. Wesleyan going to the line up two with 15 seconds. I mean, not that, because we're not talking about any game in particular. But hypothetically, a purple team is going to the line up two. Who do y'all think wins Saturday? We'll do some football talk in between. All right, Alabama or LSU? Freddy? Where's the game? Tuscaloosa. 7.30 kickoff. LSU. Jaden Daniels. Like it does feel like a, who do I trust more at quarterback game, and I trust Jaden Daniels. But it's a, can Alabama take advantage of LSU's just awful, awful defense? Yeah, first free throw is good. That's where I'm at. It feels like LSU should win that, but how bad? Like, just can the defense get the stops? Uh, But like, Jane Daniels has been awesome, so that's a hard one for you to pick. I think I would lean Alabama at this point, but probably come Saturday, I'll probably be on that LSU side. Like that. Uh, Wesleyan's up four with 15 seconds to go. Louisville's going to get the ball. who else do we got? What other big games do we got this weekend? We'll just we'll just do that. We got nothing really in the Big Ten because all those teams are waiting to play each other. Um, I think that happens later. Missouri, Georgia. Do y'all think Georgia covers the sixteen and a half? I thought they weren't going to cover last week, and I was very wrong. So I'm taking Georgia. I think I've been wrong on Georgia games all year. Whichever side I take, I'm wrong. K-State at Texas might – that has some potential to be fun. Um, yeah, and the last bedlam is this week too, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oh, we've got Boz and, uh, Boz and Gundy are talking smack to each other on the line. Uh, Gundy was talking about how he spit in Boz's face, and Boz is like, I'll meet you at the 50-yard line. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Yeah, which like – you want to talk about a great old man fight. Those dudes – like because old men fights, Freddie, you know how it is. You just got to fight dirty. Right, like you can't fight for long. So, like those dudes would just go right for the jugular. You got to get it done in the first two and a half seconds, or it ain't happening. So, you know, you got to score on the first possession, or you're gonna get beat. Uh, Wesleyan did the just whatever we do, don't foul approach. So Louisville cut it to two with the layup. Six point nine seconds. Wesleyan's going back to the free throw line. Um, you, you sure you're not going to be Nick, locked in? Yeah. Nick, are you on Northwestern Iowa under? Are you going to be on it? Yeah, and I think I need to get on it now because it's at 29 and a half, and I think it's actually going to go down, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. How low can we get this thing? And then uh, I'm going to – you almost have to play it just for the ride. Yeah. One way yeah. or the other. Oh, which, by the way, uh, our pigskin preview picks were not great last no. week. Yeah, the only one bad. that got home is Minnesota picked off a pass at the goal line to preserve a 40-point under. Um, oh, four-point game. They're, Louisville's not going to be able to do it. I did it too fast. Oh, man, they hit a three to make it a one-point game with a second left. Oh, my gosh. Oh, banana yeah. land. Rest in peace, Please. Sam Ball. I don't think we addressed that. We did not. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Shane Shane was a teammate of mine. Is a teammate of mm. mine. Yeah. And that's his dad. Yeah, Sammy was a legend, man. The consensus – hold on. I got – he was a consensus first-team All-American, first-team All-SEC, first-round draft choice by the Baltimore Colts and uh, won a championship and won a Super Bowl with the Colts. So Yeah. Great dude, man. He he was really, really good dude. He spoke at one of our banquets and good family and prayers to Shane Owen, that whole ball family. I mean, he's a, he's a legend, will always be remembered. He did the walk off Super Bowl. The just retire. I got my mm-hmm. I got my ring, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Plant blocking for Johnny Unitas. Yeah, he also um when Darian Kennard was a consensus all American, uh it was like I don't think there had been another one since Sandball. Uh, like that, that, he was always the like the linchpin, you know. Like, 
because he he was that good. He was great. I think I want to say he was a top five pick in the draft too. Yeah, he was. You know, he just Mr. Everything. Best, yeah, Mr. Everything. One of the best players to ever play at Kentucky, regardless of the generation or era. So, yeah, he was. He was. I mean, when you're a consensus All American, you're pretty daggone good. Well, and that, those teams of Bradshaw there in the mid '60s, like they were a couple wins away from being special every year. Rick Kessner, Rick Norton, like they had some dudes. They they upset that number one Ole Miss team. Um, so they they had some ball players back in the day. That's you know it, it gets overlooked because uh, you know they didn't have that big pop with like a big bowl win, um, but they had some really good ball players there. And uh, Sam Ball is definitely one of the best of the best. So rest in peace to to one of the Big Blue Nation's best ever. Oh, and we have a foul. Uh, Louisville dude like concussed himself trying to foul. <laughs> Interesting hell Mary heave there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bold strategy. I'm just now seeing it. Yeah. It looks like a shot to bury on. High risk, Nick, high reward. Nick, Nick, you you know that university and that in that city. Like if they lose this, not that anyone was going to get on board, but the first few games, I'm sure some people would show up and have a drink. Like, does anyone even bother going? Oh no! And the thing is, too, is Louisville fans. They very. Like when they tune out, they tune all the way out. Like, look at I've been to Southern Miss games with like a thousand people there, you know, in the, in the football stands, right? Like, when they go out, they go all the way out. And it was bad last year. You can't, they don't even act like the basketball program exists right now. It's just like Brom or nothing. Yeah. I mean, like Mel, Mel Trinity, St. X, Ballard all have better attendance to their hoops games. Yeah. January, it's, February. It's going to be bad. Um, I wonder if they even will take tickets at the door. Like, is it just should we should we try to go go in there and just like record a show? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's we do just, the we, KSR I, football podcast live from a, a Monday like, Louisville game. You know, there's a there's a random like Wednesday night they'll play Pitt or Clemson or whoever in the ACC Boston College. Just go in there and just go sit in the fifteenth row somewhere when we're by ourselves and just record like a thirty minute podcast. I think we should do it. We should just start a Louisville basketball podcast where we just go sit in the crowd and talk about how no one's there. Every week we just talk about how people aren't there. Oh, look at, look at that seat. How have they managed to stretch this game into 15 more minutes? There was a minute left when we decided to do this exercise. College hoops, man. It's back. This is oh, no, is. and now they're replaying. I mean, like, what are we What are we doing here? I, All right. I will say. Going it's almost to over, young... Freddie. Just hang in there. Going to the Yum Center to like drink and have a good time like that. It's I I enjoy myself. Uh, been to a couple of volleyball games this year. Uh, even got on the jumbotron once. Yeah, because you were the you had a fifty fifty shot. It was you or the other person there. Well, well, that would be great if the jumbotron just <laughs> they got to have like the SID come over like stop putting those guys on. Stop. Oh oh. That's the contest is going to a Louisville game to see how many times we can get on the Jumbotron because they have to put somebody else on there. Uh, it's over. Wow. 71-68. Your University of Louisville Cardinals fall to 0-1 in the preseason. We can wear our Kenny Payne won those games t-shirts. <laughs> Kenny Payne might be at a UK game in UK gear uh, before our football season's over. <laughs> Oh, he talked about the blue-white scrimmage. People got so mad. That was great. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Well, this has been great. Thanks to Justice Dental for sponsoring the KSR Football Podcast that sometimes goes play-by-play for Louisville basketball losses because it's such hilarious entertainment. We appreciate you all for tuning in with us. We'll be back next week for more. Go Cats and go Kroger.